Welcome to Flight Plans, the official podcast of the SAE Aero Design Series. Hey guys, it's Mike Sork, video and podcast producer with the SAE CDS Series, and uh, we are getting geared up for Aero Design East, going back for the first time since 2019 to Fort Worth, Texas, and Thunderbird Field. Looking forward to it. I got a, a wonderful cast of characters here today from the event. Uh, to let you know what to look forward to. First of all, we have Tom Blakeney, the event director of uh, Arrow East in Fort Worth. How you doing, Tom? Doing great today. Excellent. And we got Lonnie Dong, the rules committee chair, back on the show. How you doing, Lonnie? I'm doing great. And we have Glenn Cashin, your air boss and chief judge for the event. How you doing, Glenn? Doing great, Mike. Good talking to you again. Looking forward to this event. First of all, Tom, uh, this is your first uh, first one back. Of course, a lot of stuff has happened the last couple of years, so it's been a long time coming back to Fort Worth area for this event. Uh, uh, how are you looking forward to it? We are looking forward to it hugely. We've kind of reconvened our, our giant cast of uh, volunteers. I think we're going to have an excellent event. Our field, uh, our field crew has got Thunderbird Field prepped to look like a golf course. It's absolutely beautiful out there. A lot of background preparations going on. One of the big changes for this year's events is there's no more convention center hotel on Fridays. Everything takes place at the field now, including you know primarily inspections. And since the uh, oral presentations are now virtual, Friday becomes all about uh, getting ready at the field and getting through inspection at the field. And uh, I'd like to ask all teams to come early and register early with the, the SAE desk because we need you to be registered to get you into tech inspection. And uh, there's a published tech inspection schedule. We'd like all the teams to take a look at that and do all possible to be there on time or even early for your inspections. We always have a little bit of a problem. Tech inspection runs over. Some teams are better prepared than others. And this year we would love to get done with tech inspection on the normal you know, closing out time of around five o'clock. So that's a goal for us to shoot for. We'll be serving lunch to the teams, as always, on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, the uh, got some food for the volunteers as well. I don't know how many volunteers will hear this. But I think we'll have plenty of volunteers. Uh, we're doing some extra prep. We're, we're doing a couple of field hospitality things I think the teams will like when they see it. I'll just leave that as, a, uh, as an unknown for now or something to look forward to. But I think you'll like the way the field looks this time. And I'm going to turn it over to uh, Glenn next, I believe, to start talking about uh, how the uh, flight ops are going to be this year. We've got a couple of different things going on. The micro and uh, regular classes are consistent with what they've been in the past couple of years. This year, our new uh, set of rules is encompassing the advanced class, where we're going to be having autonomous aircraft being dropped from a primary aircraft, and they're going to powered flight toward a target land their target in the zone and then take that aircraft apart and take the parts from the inside and make some kind of a water carrying device that's going to carry water around an obstacle course and deliver it to the other side. So we've got a, a few different things going on there. Uh, it's going to make it a little more interesting, I think, than last year. And uh, the competition in West, which we had about a month ago, showed some things that we're going to improve on for this competition. So that's a big thing. You know, we, we, you know, we've already got our first event back with the new process and everything. Uh, you know, what are our kind of lessons learned from the Arrow West event? Um, a few things we picked out are the autonomous craft are definitely 
uh, a little more challenging than we've had in the past. The powered autonomous craft are launching from a much lower altitude. They're, fi- they're 50 feet maximum altitude launch, and they have to turn and uh, guide themselves toward the target. And we did not have any uh, successful landings of the PADA, the Powered Autonomous Delivery Aircraft, in west this past year. But we're hoping to have several in the east. We had um, less competitors than normal make it through inspection, everything in the west competition. But we have, I think, uh, 17 or 18 online to compete this uh, at the east competition. So we should see more of these aircraft and more success. And we're hoping to see some uh, some running of the obstacle course with their post-flight assembled uh, delivery vehicles. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. One thing, one of the lessons learned, I think, at, at, from the advanced class this year is a lot of advisors uh, have sought out uh, myself as the um, committee chair to really tell me um, how how much they think uh, the rules committee is this year is particularly e- evil <laughs> <laughs> because of what we have done with the advanced class, but they also love the challenge. So I'll take that as a badge of honor and also a great uh, great working with the team to try, trying to get the um, the rules off of the advanced class and challenge the students this year. So that was goodness for the, the committee. One little interesting adjustment that we're working on is it was taking a little longer than we had anticipated to run advanced class through the flight line. And so uh, they've got some, uh, we've worked out a few ways to possibly speed it up and create more flying opportunities for everybody. And I think uh, uh, Glenn or Lonnie was going to discuss that. Yeah, if, if, um, if, if you don't mind, I, I, can, I can go through that right now, just to go a little, little bit about the, uh, what, what we've learned from uh, our ground operations. A couple of months back, we, we uh, had a podcast about going roundless, uh, doing a roundless flight. What that meant was we, we no longer are um, going with, you know, each round, every, every, every class go through at least one flight, making one flight attempt um, per round. And um, this year, uh, well, last year, we talked about trying out on a small scale in Florida. This time around, we uh, made some adjustments, made some changes, and then got a little bit more sample size, I believe, uh, from AeroDesign West and uh, implemented it. Uh, a lot of great feedback from the students. There was good flow in, in, in part of the, the competition perspective, but I think we can do better. And one of the things that uh, um, Tom mentioned was, uh, you know, some, some lessons learned. Um, one of the things we're t- introducing uh, for AeroDesign East, because of the uh, roundless event, we're going to go with flight windows. And what flight window windows are, uh, it's a block of time for a class or a set of classes to fly. For example, um, the first block um, flight window is going to be from 8 to 10 o'clock. That's when micro class and regular class aircraft can fly. They will have flight tickets, which is their flight log. They will pick that up from the uh, HQ table and go get ready for flying. Once they land, in the past, they have to sit and wait. This time, once they, pa- once they land and process through weighing and, and all the post-flight activities, they can elect to get, uh, get back in line and use another flight ticket and fly again. So for that um, block of window, a team potentially can fly two, three, four, maybe five times. So that is the, the, the changes this year. We are limiting teams to just 10 tickets for the events. 
So I would suggest that the teams really use, uh, strategize on how they want to use their tickets, when they want to use their tickets, because you know, if you pay attention to weather, pay attention to the wind, pay attention to the environment, you may want to uh, position yourself to be to, when to use those tickets. That being said, um, you know, then from 10 o'clock to 11.30-ish, we're going to open the next flight window up for advanced class flying only. Out west, what we've learned that there was some downtime during advanced class. So what we're doing is we're going to introduce a what we call a standby line. During this advanced class, for example, for during this advanced class flying window, advanced class will have the priority to get in line and fly. But if there are no advanced class or advanced class is having technical issues, teams that are standing in the standby line can get on the flight line and fly again. Those teams are the micro class and the regular class. So we're, we're, we're trying to minimize the downtime in the flight, um, flight line by introducing this um, a standby line so teams we can get more teams flying and, and the airspace is constantly having some activity up there. So... Uh, it's something we, we, we talked about and, and we're going to implement. Uh, hopefully, it will help teams that are uh, struggling um, to, to get more flights in. Just a, an, an example how this has been helpful, this uh, roundless uh, flight window activity has been helpful. We had a team out in West that flew three times um, before 12 o'clock. At noon, they crashed. Uh, they licked their wounds. They went back to the, to the hotel and rebuilt. Spent all night rebuilding, came back the next day, and because they have plenty of flight tickets left because they didn't use all of them, they were able to fly five extra time on Sunday morning and place third. So uh, if you use your tickets wisely, if you strategize on how you want to use it, you will get plenty of opportunities to fly. Um, I think this has been, uh, it's been a positive feedback from, from the faculty advisors and the students themselves. It's creating a little bit of logistics issues with, with the SAER design event competition, but we're going to try to um, reduce that and, and, and allow you guys to fly as much as you can. So that's the change. I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy the changes we're trying to implement to give you guys more time to fly. And, and I know some of the competitors were using their tickets, you know, most of them pretty early, it seemed, uh, to the point where I think there were extra tickets opened up on the second day. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, and then we'll make that call. Um, and Tom, Tom and I and, and, and Glenn will make that call uh, towards the, uh, the end of the day on a Saturday. If uh, you know, a lot of teams are using up their tickets, still plenty of flying left on Sunday, and you know, most of the teams are using it up, we, we may uh, increase the number of tickets on Sunday. But we're, we're not going to do that now. We're just going to say everybody has 10, and then we'll just focus on that for now. And the nice thing, if this is your first time coming to Aero Design. Uh, in the last couple of years because of everything going on. Uh, you're now getting version, uh, I guess, more 3.0 of this. Um, so uh, a lot of these a lot of these hangouts are getting uh, smoothed out of this new process, and, and already a lot of the benefits are being seen here. And, and, and again, that it's very interesting. I, I think you guys have mentioned like that, that new uh, uh, strategy that comes into things when you're micro and regular um, to to get on the flight line and, and, and turn things around. The thing we talked about before about like weather and things like that. Did you see any other kind of interesting strategies being used uh, about how people were using their their tickets? Well, uh, one of the strategies uh, one team uh, talked to me about was they actually paid attention to the weather. Um, weather became a very important factor. 
right? Um, before, I mean, a round may take three hours to go through, and they just each round they have to you have they have to deal with the weather. So weather becomes important. Teams are now focusing on the weather. If it's going to be windy in the afternoon, they're going to try to get in line and fly as much as possible. One of the lessons learned, though, I, I, with, with the ability to fly fast and quickly and get as many as you want in up front. One thing I did notice, and I want to pass this on to the rest of the audience here, is make sure you charge your batteries. There, there's been times when teams, um, the batteries ran low, um, especially in the pit area where they, they realized uh, they didn't charge, uh, they don't have enough charge for the next flight. So uh, just pay attention to your battery, <laughs> battery usage, and, and, and you know, uh, have extras if you can. One nice, th one nice and interesting thing about these competition for 2022 in Fort Worth Every single class is new to this location this year. We skipped a year and we had a year off and then a rules change for the third class. Micro, regular, and advanced are all new to this venue this year. A couple of other strategies that were being used uh, for the advanced class, they have to draw a particular color for their target zone. And there was one team that was having trouble picking up one of the colors. So they uh, used their round as a scratch round and went back and got in line again to come back and draw for a different color. Uh, that was a good strategy for them to work around a problem that they were having with their uh, telemetry system. So there's, there are lots of different strategies that could be used. Weather's one, wind uh, direction is another. There's uh, sometimes a more favorable wind during the morning and less favorable in the afternoon. So those are components that uh, a lot of teams that are prepared to fly and ready to fly multiple sorties very quickly. They can take great advantage of the weather, the wind direction, um, and even uh, selection of target. All right, we've talked a bit about the uh, new roundless, uh, uh, you know, situation here in, in all the classes and such. Is there anything else, any other um, things we need to watch out for? Because I know there was a lot of uh, uh, limitations on the airspace in, in, in L.A. Is there anything like that here at the, at the Texas field? I'm glad to report that we have the full 400-foot FAA ceiling available and no restrictions and no nearby airports. So we do not have that problem for it. So it's a free-flying weekend, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and say, it's been a while. Is there anything else we need to know about Thunderbird Field? Uh, I, I know you, you gave us a lot of details about all the improvements and everything, uh, uh, Tom, at the top of the show. But, you know, what can people expect that haven't been there, you know, first time? I know it's it, it's, it's it's a good bit south of Fort Worth, Fort Worth itself. That's correct. It's southwest of Fort Worth. It's on the southern shore of Benbrook Lake in a in a uh, park called uh, Mustang Park. It's a beautiful park-like setting. Uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy being out there. And like, so we, we've got some interesting cosmetic improvements for the event that I think people are going to like. I guess I wanted to talk since we're, the event is unusually late for East. It's in May and kind of the back half of May as well. Uh, we're expecting temps could exceed 90 or 95 degrees. So I wanted to get a warning in early to bring appropriate clothing, bring sunblock and stay hydrated. We're going to have plenty of water there and we're going to be nudging you along the entire weekend to stay hydrated. So everybody stays safe and healthy. And, uh, We've got our fingers crossed that uh, we get good weather, but, you know, we'll take the weather that we get. One thing I meant to mention earlier, um, we're, you know, we have, we're on this never-ending quest to get people through inspection, you know, quickly, safely, on time, and correctly. Uh, if, if a team wants to be inspected early, please come early. We, if there's a 
table empty when it should have a team in it being inspected because of their scheduling. If that table happens to be empty, we will take you in there early and get you inspected. Our goal is to throughput everybody as fast and as correctly as possible. So come early. During the flight attempts and, and the airplane crash or there's a mishap and uh, we tag the, uh, the team as the team needs to be reinspected. I truly encourage teams to use the SAE um, STARS app. The moment we say your, your aircraft needs, needs to be reinspected, your screen will turn red, which lets you know that uh, your, your team needs to be reinspected before you get in line to fly again. So that's another electronic notification for you just to get in uh, get get tech reinspected so that you can get back in line and fly and use your tickets. So that's probably the, the another elect, um, I guess digital change we made to try to help with the uh, reinspection process. And I guess along with that is a great reminder to have everybody download that Aero Design app for your uh, Apple or uh, Android device. Uh, of course, it's going to have all the latest updates, including uh, notifications. Make sure your notifications are on. So anything, any updates throughout the event, whether it be about flight tickets or for uh, anything else going on uh, uh, for the flow of the event, as, as well as your maps, your schedules, the teams, everything's in there. Uh, so make sure that's downloaded. So so you are, you know, th that along with the Stars app, you know, you have all the information you need to be successful at this event. Seems as it always has in the past, that the teams that are most prepared and most able to run the sorties quickly and take advantage of running them when they want to, when the weather's favorable or the sun is favorable or the wind is favorable, they can take higher advantage of this if they're completely prepared and know their role and are ready to put their plan on the line at any time. By being prepared, they're able to take care of any opportunity to fly when the weather is favorable or the wind is favorable. So the more prepared they are, the better off they're going to be. Also making sure that they're staying safe and arming and disarming the plug on the aircraft when instructed to do so. I think Glenn's making a really great point. The teams that the teams that practice and come become, you know, arrive prepared and ready to roll are the ones that do the best. I did have one other uh, thing to mention, and it was actually something of an issue at West. Uh, a lot of teams were not able to get their advanced class proof of flight video before arrival at West or even when they were practice flying at West. And while we had five advanced class teams at West, either two or three were not able to get the video showing the release of the PADA, the takeoff of the main airplane, the release of the PADA, PADA in stable flight for 10 seconds, and then a landing of the mothership. Uh, we only had two teams that passed that, uh, passed the, uh, proof of flight video, which is far less than we would like to have. And some teams are having trouble with that. I was going to suggest if there's any way to get your video early, please do. Uh, you know, you may show up at the field and certain things, you, know, you may have some technical difficulties and not be able to get that in. And there's a pretty hard deadline for that proof of flight video of 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, under certain circumstances, we will work with you a little bit, but you need to pretend you need to know that that deadline is eight o'clock Saturday morning for the advanced class proof of flight video that enables you to be inspected and continue in the event. Hey, Tom McClendon, do you think they can do proof of flight video on Friday? Yes, they can. And it, it always happens at every one of the events. Now, they don't always get it done successfully, but some get it done. Yeah, I don't have any problems with that. And we've, uh, we've always been able to do it. 
And can they do it at the flying field versus going off to a different site? We, the only rule we have is if we don't have their proof of flight by 8 a.m. Saturday morning, they're no longer able to fly at the event site to get their proof of flight video because the flying is closed to contest flights only. So they would have to go to another site to get a proof of flight video after that point in time. But uh, there's no issues. The field's open all week. That Any team that wants to arrive on Monday and start working towards proof of flight video or anything else is welcome to come out and fly. And uh, I'm just advising teams that after the experience at West, you, you will be uh, you'll be in much better shape if you can get your complete proof of flight advanced class video early rather than late. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to foot stop a little bit on, on that proof of flight uh, just to support time there. Um, the proof of flight deadline is 8 a.m. Saturday. And I want to emphasize um, from Saturday on to end of the competition on Sunday, the field will be closed for competition fight only. So um, just want to emphasize that if you need to do a proof of flight, you will have to go to a different field to do so for um, after 8 a.m. on Saturday. Just want, want people to be aware of that. Historically, very few teams that don't have it by Saturday morning ever get it at all. So you got to really get in there and get it done early. That's about all I had. I'm sure looking forward to hosting all the teams for Aerodesign East in Fort Worth. And uh, we're so excited. We can hardly wait. Such a great event, uh, great, uh, and such a great crew running uh, these events as well. And also, you know, I encourage everybody if you get a chance, if they don't look too busy, make sure you have a chat with the organizers as uh, they're around the event or around uh, tech inspection and everything. Uh, a lot of great minds in the industry that uh, you're going to learn a lot from from this weekend. And again, that's the that's the point of the event is you know, win or lose, first place or last place. Did you learn from doing this, right, guys? Absolutely. That's correct. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom, Lonnie, and Glenn for joining us once again on this. Looking forward to this. I unfortunately won't be joining you for this one, but uh, I know we got some crew coming out and they're looking forward to to seeing this event in person too for our video and audio and photography needs. So Very good. Thank you for wrangling us today. We appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you so much. And once again, please, like I said, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Make sure you download the Aero Design app. Make sure you're keeping an eye on the news feed for all of the updates so you are the most prepared to be successful and learn from this event as possible. Uh, until next time, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to Flight Plans, the SAE Aero Design Podcast. The show notes for this episode and all others can be found at aerodesign.fireside.fm. Stay safe and we'll catch you next episode.